Welcome to this week in Marymount Warrior Sports here on MarymountSports.com and ESP Media Powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. We're happy to be joined once again by Marymount Athletic Director uh, Tom Neural. Tom, good to talk to you once again. Sounds like we got through another week uh, all the way through with everything completed, and that's a, that's a pretty good sign. Morning, Jason. Yes, it is a good sign just to um, have the kids continue their season, to keep playing, keep battling a few, a few things. But, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate uh, as we see different programs shut down. And we're still going. Let's get right into it and start talking about some of these programs. Let's talk about your girls' basketball team uh, first. They're right in the swing of the uh, of the conference season, and uh, a, t- a tough result against uh, Indian Hill. Very good Indian Hill team, but th- this was a back and forth game. You know, Indian Hill gets the win, thirty seven to thirty four. But you look at the way this turned out, and there was no more than a two point spread in every quarter every quarter of this game. So it was a tight contest, back and forth. Uh, Indian Hill gets the win, so. The uh, six-game win streak gets snapped here. Now you've got your, your second loss uh, in league play here. So a, a tough one here, but uh, also a really good uh, litmus test for the long haul, I would say, because we know how good Indian Hill's been the last couple of years. Uh, what's the team taking away from the Indian Hill game? I know they're disappointed after last night. Like you said, it was a very good ball game. Uh, you know, Indian Hill started with a plan to slow things down, and uh, it was effective early on. At one point, we were down seven. And swung that to being up five. And then uh, down the stretch, uh, they hit some big shots and big threes. And, and we missed a few shots. And uh, you know, had a shot to win it at the end. But uh, a few too many turnovers last night. Like I said, for a young team, you know, one senior, um, a lot of girls getting their uh, – a lot of varsity experience for the first time this year. Um, they're still in a good shape. They're still in a, in a good place in the league standings in the season. We get the tournament draw coming up. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they're disappointed, but we've got senior night tomorrow night with Reading, and we have Deer Park coming up on Saturday. So, you know, a chance to get back in the win column. Are they looking at these games? You know, Deer Park is Deer Park's just getting their season started. They've only had a couple of games under their belt. Redding's kind of been able to get more of a full season at this point. But you know, they're they're both behind you in the standings. And as you said, we we've got the uh, the league now in a tight battle at the top. You know, Indian Hills five and one, Wyoming's four and one. Your team's sitting at six and two. Are these two games that your your girls are looking at as really good bounce back opportunities? Uh, I think every game's a good bounce back opportunity. I, you, know, you, you can't take anyone for granted, especially in this league, because that's when they get knocked off. Um, and that's uh, what Coach Spring uh, preaches to them regularly. So, um, you know, it'd be a good walkthrough workout for them today. Um, again, it's a three-day game week, and that's a grind. So, um, you know, just get out and run some things. And Redding's been playing a few teams tough. Um, and so that's, that's going to be a challenge on senior night. But, yeah, a good chance, you know, you're certainly not staring down at Indian Hill or, or Wyoming. So um, a little bit of a break. But you still got to come ready to play because those are the ones that knock you off. And I just gave both schools some bulletin board material. So shame on me. <laughs> uh, they'll they'll watch this after the fact. So it will, yeah, we'll, be, we'll be fine on that <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the boys side here, and uh, they're a bit they're a bit of a rough stretch. Did get a win over uh, Finneytown, a nice sixty six fifty one win over Finneytown to uh, uh, get that get that third win in league play. But overall, now you know you've played some really tough teams at this point in the schedule. The schedule is very tough at this stretch. You know, drop five of six, and 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 the last one coming against against Wyoming. And, and folks that know Wyoming know how good they are defensively. Uh, game in and game out, but this game they got it going on the offensive side. You know, I'm looking at some of the numbers here: 19 assists in the game. They shot 54 percent of the field and made 12 threes. And and I've covered some Wyoming games this season. That is a very atypical night for Wyoming 
uh, offensively. Is is the team looking at this as just one of those nights where Wyoming just seemingly could not miss and maybe isn't necessarily an indicator of how your team performed defensively? Well, as Coach Caldwell told me you know, later on in the evening uh, that night on the bright side, we only gave up two two-point baskets in the first half. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, everything else was a three. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they just shot lights out. And like you said, it was a typical for them. You know, we thought if we hold them to their normal output, you know, it, it'd be a, a good game. And it was 32 all, you know, in the third quarter. So uh, we had a couple turnovers. They hit a couple big threes. Um, wow, they just shot lights out. I, I even suggested to Coach Caldwell that maybe we wear our road uniforms tonight <laughs> because it seems like on this new floor, the road teams come in and just shoot lights out. I mean, Elder just shot phenomenally, and they're having a good year too. But you know, Wyoming comes in, they shoot lights out. It's like, oh, maybe we should wear the road uniforms and maybe, maybe we'll shoot lights out. But um, no, the, uh, the team's playing hard. Uh, another big opportunity tonight uh, with Indian Hill with a, with a game that was close up there. So um, yeah, I think the, the boys are looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and they just keep grinding away. And, uh, you know, as you said, you know, a tough league. And as you said, you know, anybody can beat anybody on any night. We talked about with, about that with the uh, with the girls' side. Of course, Indian Hill, they, they delayed the start of athletics until just a couple of weeks ago, uh, but they're off to a nice start there. So you get them and then uh, Finneytown a little bit later on. This is a tough stretch coming up for your team because they're going to spend a lot of time on the road, you know, coming up here and looking at the schedule. And, you know, as it stands right now, five of your final seven games slated to be uh, uh, on the road. At this point, does that does that put any more importance on the game tonight against Indian Hill to take care of business at home before you go on the final five out of six away? I don't know because we spent the whole month of January at home, <clears throat> except for uh, except for the one Indian Hill game. So you know it, this is just a this is just a crazy year. You know we started with the first seven or eight on the road, and then we we have this stretch here at home, and then we we finish up like I said next Tuesday we have Reading home, and then we're I think we're at Madeira, we're at Deer Park, we're at New Richmond, we're at Reading. So nah, it's just a streak. And, um, you know, you, you just you got to go out and play. You know, most of the courts are the same length and the baskets are the same height. And the balls, <laughs> most of them bounce the same way everywhere. So we just got to go play. And, and sometimes going away from home is good, too. And through this season, with the way things have gone, you know, you, both your team, both the girls and the boys, you know, off to pretty good starts in league play. Given everything that's gone on, as you said, you know, with the boys in particular, you spend basically the entire month of December on the road. You're going to spend pretty much the entire month of January at home, and then you're going back on the road, you know, in February. How have they handled that? Just kind of being gone all the time, then being back home, and then you know, preparing to go on the road once again. Uh I, I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be home that you're not riding the bus and everything else, but um, I don't know that this year is so crazy with all that, with, with all that we've had going on with construction and then the, the floor getting flooded and you know, we're really fortunate to be playing home games at all. So um, we'll, we'll take, we'll take what we can get and then we'll just, you know, all the tournament games are on the road. So you gotta get, yeah. you gotta get ready for it sooner or later. So um, I guess sooner is good, and uh, we'll just we'll be well prepared for the tournament. Let's jump into the pool, and uh, since we last talked, the team had its last ma- last home match of the year against Madeira, and we've talked in the past for how that's a that's a big rivalry uh, there, Marymount and Madeira. How did they? How did the team fare out there uh, in that match? And uh, what are they? You know, postseason's right around the corner. You know, less than three weeks out there. What are they working on from that match and going forward towards the postseason? Yeah, it was a very exciting match. Um, 
Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun because Madero was able to have their senior night uh, at a swim meet at our at our pool, and a couple of you know, their senior parents could stay and see the meet. So, um, and they've got a large team; it's a well-coached team, and it was a fun match. And I, I know going into the last race or last two races, I think uh, I think Madero was up four in the girls and and up a few in the boys, and and, and we got the wins and and got the matches. Um, yeah, just it was a fun meet and a very spirited meet. It was the last home meet, so it was sad uh, for our seniors and, and some of our senior parents. But it was a fun meet, and now, um, now we we focus our sights on the sectional tournament. You know, that's going to be a little bit different with um, no parents in the stands, no fans in the stands, uh, swimmers only at at seven different venues. Uh, but we can start our uh, for people who need to start their taper. We can start that. We can start our, our preparations for sectionals and districts and the state meet, which is still on. Uh, so the kids are excited and uh, a little break. And we've been going one or two meets a week yeah. uh, the whole season. They've all been uh, dual meets, which is a little bit different. But I think they enjoy this little bit of a break and they're ready to go. And, and we've got some kids with their with their sights on the state meet. So hopefully we can reach that goal. Yeah, we talk a little bit about there about that Marymount Madeira rivalry, and we've talked here on the show in, in in seasons past about you know how big that is for that area, and and how intense it can be for for both fan bases. It's a very healthy rivalry. I wouldn't say it's mean spirited one way or the other, from what I gather, but very very healthy rivalry. Was was does it give the the student athletes kind of a sense of relief that they can with everything going on that they can have the time at least some time to enjoy that rivalry once again when nobody even knew if we would even be able to have this rivalry at any point at all this year yeah i i think it has been especially with some of the other games and and um you know we're, we're probably at more of an advantage than the uh than the mustangs and the amazons have been because they've had a couple of shutdowns to their seasons and they they had to suspend it you know, through December where they suspended activities for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been fortunate to keep going, but yeah, I, I think everyone's, everyone's glad to have that rivalry. Um, like, like you said, I think there's a lot of respect there with the back and forth that a lot of our athletes know their athletes. They swim against each other in the season or they play in summer leagues against each other. Um, and our coaching staffs have done some things. Um, with uh, with staff development over the years and uh, bringing speakers in from out of town, and so you know th- that helps with items as well. Um, but yeah, it is fun. To, it is fun to have the rivalry, and uh, even though the there's not as big of crowds as you like to have at these games, we can still have them with with some crowds there. Yeah. Uh, so for the athletes playing, that's that's good for them. Let's move on to the bowling lanes here, and let's talk about the girls first. You know, come up short against uh, CNE and uh, last time out here, and we talked last week how it's been a, a, a challenge for this team because you know they've they've had some uh, roster attrition, have not always been able to put a full five uh, out there on the lanes uh, the last few the last few matches here that we've uh, det- talked about here. So uh, let, let me talk a little bit about that first, and then we'll talk about the season. It, 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 in some respects, it would be. Uh, very understandable and very easy for these kids to just go ahead and say, this just isn't, is it going to happen? You know, I'm, I'm just going to opt out. And, and, and it would be a very understandable thing if they wanted to do that, but that has not happened. You, you still have these kids wanting to go out there to compete, want to try to get better and improve themselves and go out there and compete against a, against CNE, you know, Redding Deer Park, you know, the last couple of weeks there, what does it say about the, these kids that they still want to go out there knowing that they're, you know, against pretty tough odds? 
You know, I, I think high school kids in general are are pretty resilient. I know high school athletes are because they know they have to recover from losses and they have to recover from bad breaks and things like that. But, you know, they're resilient. This is their season. And, you know, there's some factors. I know Coach Bars told them there are some factors that you just can't control during your season. And all you all you can control is your effort and you can control your your input to it of how much you practice and how much you try to get better and, and your mental mindset. And that's what athletes have to have. And so from that aspect, I think they carry that in. And uh, as we said, uh, I think last week that we may not qualify as a team, but we got some individuals who can qualify. And, and that's what you have to that's what you have to have. You know, we start seeing across the country more states opening up athletics because they're seeing how important school is and how important these activities are to to our youth. Yeah. Uh, and we've been very fortunate to keep going. Um, but I think our kids are have been pretty resilient just keep hitting the lanes and you know we'll start getting ready for the tournaments now we've got the the warrior classic coming up i think on on february 7th mm-hmm. and we'll have uh, eight boys teams eight girls teams in there so there's still a chance to win some hardware throughout the season it's a division two tournament uh and have some fun with it at madison bowl yeah a lot of time you're gonna be spending at madison bowl here over the next couple of weeks to, to finish out the regular season not a, not a bad thing you get comfortable the diner the is lanes. really good there i think i've had their whole menu their their diner is highly recommended there you go. There, there's there's a plus. See, Madison Bowl will appreciate this yeah. when they when they when they tune in to listen or watch the podcast here. But uh, you know they've got uh, you know scheduled matches with Summit and Norwood coming up. They're actually scheduled to see Summit uh, twice in the next week or so. So you know, a good chance there uh, to uh, to uh, get get some good action in there. Uh, are these last couple of weeks in the regular season just trying with this, especially with the girls team? We'll talk about the boys in a second. Just trying to get back into form with, with a full, with a full complement of bowlers out there. Uh, and, and so that they're in uh, top form heading into the warrior classic and then the postseason. Yeah. Just, just getting them back together, having them bowls, a team uh, regain that energy you know, that they had early on. And then just you know, figuring out how the lineup works, you know, who's going to be, who's going to be lead off, who's going to be sixth person um, and just making it all work and, you know, get their strategy ready for the tournament. Over on the boys' side, a, a really nice. They get the nice win over uh, CNA win by a win by about 260 pins. You know, after uh, after a tough week against Reading and Finneytown, so a good bounce back for them. We've talked here on the show about uh, about Sammy Hankel and, and how good he's been, and he was good again. A 408 series uh, there, but uh, you know, I'm looking at some of the box scores right here, and uh, Zach Dutro throws 135 in game number one, so some room there to improve. And boy, does he do it in game number two! Amps it up to a 236. I mean, that's pretty darn good from game one to game two there to go up 101 pins there. Uh, how What were the coaches saying about Zach and how he was able to turn that around so quickly and go up up his score by 101 from one to two? I, I don't know, but, you know, if you had saber metrics for bowling, what would that do to your war, you know, your wins above replacement? You just, <laughs> when you look at some of these things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to get uh, – you, sometimes you have to have guys perform above their baseball cards. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all fun stuff. And that's what makes it fun. You know, I don't know. You, you know, you probably let, let's pull one out here and you, you know, you grab that, you grab some magic there. So that that's what, that's what makes high school sports fun. How do you, how do, how do the coaches do make those adjustments from, from one game to the next? Because, you know, I'm assuming you don't have a lot of time to sit there and, you know, think about it and, and try and make adjustments and whatnot. How are, how do the coaches go about, you know, 
working with the bowlers even during a match to try and you know tweak one thing or another or get get the ball out wide or get it into that third lane out wide whatever the case may be how do they go about that I wish I had that wisdom but you know just <laughs> I have no idea yeah I couldn't even figure out baseball players when I was coaching them but you know I know from from what I've seen yeah you might you might you know sometimes the kids you know they get stuck in a rut and they don't make an adjustment so you maybe you move the bowler over a board or two um, maybe they're, they're short on their follow through. Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're taking a half step in there. And those are things that when you, when you see the bowlers every day that, that the coach picks up on and, you know, the, the oil pattern could be different. So when you're usually you know, used to throwing from the, the dot next to the gutter and now you got to move over two dots because the ball's breaking less. And that's just some things that you can see from the top of the lanes that you don't see on the lanes. And I know those are usually the, the hints they give. And sometimes you just go say, Hey, you're out this game. Sorry. Uh, we need to try someone else, see if someone else mm-hmm. can get hot. Um, but yeah, it, it's on the fly. Um, it's kind of fun to watch a strategy sometimes. See, you t- you talk about I'm trying to figure out baseball cards, and I wasn't sure about all that when I'm when I was coaching baseball. And here you are talking about oil patterns and stepping over a board or two. You, you're you're being kind of humble about your your knowledge of the bowling. A lot smarter than I look, uh, you know, and it, it, <laughs> it wears well on me, so it's okay. <laughs> but but you even even talked about there, you know, rotating guys in and out to see if they can give you an edge. And we saw that in this match against CNE. You know, Ben Woodruff goes game one as the fifth bowler. He goes one sixty six. And then the coach decides to put in Brady Buswell for game two, and he goes 168. That, that's a that I gotta feel also imagine that's a pretty good feeling for you know the coaching staff to know that they have somebody, you know, guys they can bring in, you know, off the bench per se to come in in, in the second game of a series and step in and perform like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the thing about knowing your personnel, you know, who and then sometimes you Sometimes you say, hey, let's try this. And, and and when it works, you look like a genius. Now, you know, if the sub would have came in and bowled a 105, we, you know, we'd be talking about, hey, what was that guy thinking? But, um, you know, <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, it said that, that's why that's why you've got him there. Uh, that's why you've got him there as a coach. And, of course, they're going to be they're going to be uh, spending the boys are a lot of time at Madison Bowl over the next couple of weeks. Shout out to the Madison Bowl Diner once again. Uh, they'll get uh, they'll get uh, they'll get Summit and a Norwood scheduled a little bit later on uh, this week as well. How do they? Lastly, before I let you go with the bowling team, how how do they go about trying to take that next step as the postseason goes? We always hear the the adage goes, "You want to peak at the right time. You want to peak at the end of the regular season so that you go in to the postseason, you know, on a high note and you're ready to perform." And as you said on the girls' side, you think you've got a couple of individuals that that could make some nice mm-hmm. runs. You know, we know we've we know what we got in Sammy Hinkle, and now now Zach Dutro apparently was just sandbagging in Game One uh, of this of this of the series against CNE, and now he goes two thirty six. But uh, how how do they go about that? The process of taking their games to the next level as they get ready for the uh, postseason and also the uh, the Warrior Classic coming up. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> with with any athlete, it's it's all confidence, it's all mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, do they do they eat the same things for lunch? Do they wear the <laughs> do they wear the same lucky uh, shirt? You know, I I, I don't know. I'd have to say it's all it's all confidence. It's all mindset. Knowing you know, you're familiar with Madison Bowl, we have a lot of matches there. I know mm-hmm. coaches uh, scheduled a couple matches on the lanes where the tournaments are going to be just to get some familiarity with those. It's all it's all confidence going into the game with any athlete, and I think the bowlers are the same, but, you know, 
if you've ever been in a bowling match, there's a lot of cheering that's going on. There's a lot of chance. There's, there's a lot of fun. And so when that's there and they get, they get that back into their game, I think that helps them too. just the, the spirit of the match. So, yeah, you know, and, and I, I guess the other thing is not scheduling too many matches that you start to get arm tired. Um, you know, swimmers taper for a reason. The basketball teams kind of, kind of slow down their season towards this point of the year as well. You don't, you don't want to get worn out in practice. You don't want to get worn out in the regular season matches. You want to have some stuff left in the tank. And I think bowlers are the same way that you don't want to have all these makeups in the last two weeks before the tournament and you start getting a little arm weary. Uh, and so I think that plays into it as well. Well, and, and they're they're definitely heading in the right direction. Of course, next week we'll uh, we'll talk about the Warrior Classic and kind of everything that's going to go into that as well as the uh, bowling teams uh, wind down the regular season. But uh, nevertheless, uh, overall, a, a really good week at Marymount Sports, and and the fact that we got another full week in at Marymount Sports without any pauses, uh, that's certainly a good thing as well. Uh, Tom, certainly appreciate the time, and we'll look forward to do it again next week. Jason, thanks for having me. Any week we're playing is a good week. So we'll just keep we'll just keep chalking them up. And we'll look forward to talking about another good week next week here on the podcast. That is Marymount Athletic Director Tom Neural joining us on MarymountSports.com for this week and Marymount Warrior Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.